Hello everyone, welcome back to the Dawn of X podcast, the podcast where we talk about the best books in the X-Men line, except today, because today we are talking the animated series. I'm your host, Nick, accompanied by my beautiful co-host. I'm Josh, and that is right, we are not, first of all, that is right, I am beautiful. Second of all, we are not catching up on the fall of X today. We are not following up on the Hellfire Gala. We've been gone for a little bit now. And neither of us, as far as I know, have any fucking clue what's happened after the Hellfire Gala. No, I haven't been spoiled, really. No. I am at this. We are recording this on Wednesday, August 16th, and I have zero idea what's happened in any of these goddamn last three weeks. I'm going pretty radio silent because this week is also the last issue of Daredevil for this run uh, from uh, Chip Zdarsky, and I want no spoilers. So no comic spoilers. Twitter is going pretty silent for me. Um, I did plan for next week. We can cover uh, X-Men 26 or 25. I can't 25, remember. I believe 25. We have immortal X-Men. We can cover yep. dark X-Men children of the vault. These are two. And, that's, ooh, that's so many books. Yeah. There's one more. I can't think of right now that I wanted to talk about, but yeah, yeah there, there's another so one. Four or five remember. books next week. We're going to cover and go crazy and go. Deep I don't, back. I think we might want to like, let's maybe let's read a couple of these books first to see. Still it's like, <laughs> Because I did see a little bit, not spoiler level, but a little bit of what's going on in X Men Twenty Five, and it's a lot of Kate Pride, and, and you're gonna want to, and I'm probably talk. gonna want to talk about that a little bit. <laughs> so, so carded subject to change, but card su- <laughs> perfect, perfectly stated, yes. <laughs> But today, guys, we are talking X-Men. We are talking about the finale of season two and the premiere of season three, and both what, two-parters. And what a premiere it is of season three. So the I don't know if you noticed the art from yeah, yes. <laughs> the last two episodes of season two and the first two episodes of season three. It looked Very like different. fucking Jim Lee himself. Was fucking penciling some of those goddamn action scenes in that in that second episode of part of season three. Well, you can definitely tell that um, the next season gets a much better budget, dude. I'm <clears throat> spoiler alert for the thing we're about to spoil. I mean, the whole fucking thing ends with a dramatic fucking <laughs> coming soon. The Phoenix Saga it's with like, real holy, fire <laughs> with legit fire over the planet. Like, holy shit. No wonder I came out the way I did. Oh, yeah. And Look how dramatic this episodes. shit is. <laughs> so fucking dramatic. It's a 19 episode season. I think the longest of all the seasons. And is it and five. how many of it is Phoenix Saga? Is that like the real part or five part? Uh, you have Phoenix Saga, and then there's episodes in between, and then Dark Phoenix Saga. Oh, wow. So they do it like legit Claremont style. Yeah. Wow. They go all the way. So until we get to that fun stuff, let's talk about some ass stuff and then some good stuff. But this Wait, was, season finale. I is... believe, I mean, we can we can cut this too if need be, but I believe there was a, a news item we had mentioned at some point. Oh, yes, yes. Thank you for reminding me. So we do have some big breaking news in the X-Men publishing realm. Uh, Tom Bravot, I want to say his name is. It's um, what it looks like to me. Yeah. Um, he has been the main editor for the Avengers line. And he is now going to take over, I guess, after the fall of X is officially done. He's at, taking over as the main editor. At X-Men. some unspecified time. But yes, it seems as though 
when the fall of X is completed, which leads me to believe that they are still currently working on issues about the fall. Like they're not, you know what I mean? Like they're not so far ahead publication wise that they're close to being done with the fall of X. Well, I'm assuming they, they know how it ends because if I'm going to be a new editor soon, <clears throat> I'm giving you direction. Oh, I'm not, I, that's not just you know. true. Sorry. Yeah. That's not to say I, I, yeah, I don't think they like don't know where they're going. I just mean like in production schedule. Like I, I guess what I'm saying is it does feel like we've got quite a while as readers to go before we oh, sure, the, yeah. the fall that, you know what I mean? So I, I do, I have mixed feelings about this because as an editor, he's written, he's, he's, edited a lot of really really good stuff because yeah because his stuff started around the time of uh house of x or house of m adventure disassembled civil war secret invasion siege all these mega events that have happened he's been there for it and it that's is. been a lot of game-changing stuff that we see the result of even now but he's it also been truly... there for a lot of shit in between. Once I, yeah, it, it is truly what I'm realizing in this breakdown is truly amazing how very fucking little I know about what is happening outside <laughs> of the X-Men within the Marvel Universe itself. Yeah, like no fucking clue what half of those events are that you just mentioned. <laughs> but, you know, Civil War, obviously. I know. Civil. Yes, obviously. Yeah. I know that the House of M. I, I Yes. So like, I'm not sure I know what fucking siege is. Oh, Siege was like the combination of all these events. You know when um, Norman Osborn took over the Avengers and made Dark Avengers? I, I know of it, yes. So after Dark Avengers, that was all resolved in an event called Siege, which was really good. Like Asgard fell and uh, Ares was ripped in half by Century and crazy shit happened. And it, it kind of resolved everything. It was the culmination of everything from Avengers Disassembled, House of M, uh, okay. Civil War, World War Hulk, all that stuff. I like, see, I see. He was big on events. And again, that's good and bad. We know we've talked yeah. about how event fatigue can happen, but also it was a good jumping on point for a lot of readers like myself in the early 2000s that wanted to know what's the status quo of the Marvel Universe now. But then again, you have a lot of weird choices that I don't know if I should blame it on Bendez at the time, because Bendez was a big part of his era or blame it I on the editor. So like, it's hard so, to know who was the biggest part of what. So what are so obvious the obvious upside to this is Marvel as a company, Disney as its parent sees that the X-Men are a long-term future project cuz this yeah. guy has overseen the Avengers which were the main Marvel property for the last two decades. And so in in a lot of what I'm seeing, a lot of people are taking that to mean, oh, the X-Men are now the the ball of the bell. The it, bell it of definitely the ball the ball. The ball of the bell. What a dipshit. Oh, it was un oh, by the way, going backwards, it was Uncanny Avengers. That's what I was thinking of. Uncanny uh, Avengers. Uh, 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 yes. Okay. Sorry. But um yeah, I I, I get why people think that because you don't put your most important editor and take him away from Avengers line related stuff. Cause that means like not just Avengers, but the major events and probably I'm not hundred percent sure, but a lot of those main character titles also. But, and I, and not to spend too long on this subject, the X-Men books, as far as I'm, as far as I know, they are 
one of they are one of if not the top selling books in most stores so like the x-men are already doing pretty better than the avengers so how is putting the avengers editor on the x-men supposed to be like oh it's it's an upgrade like they're doing just fine without like to to yeah. quote national lampoon's um vegas vacation i don't know why they call it hamburger helper it does just fine on its own <laughs> Uh yeah, I don't know. It, it does tell me they have some major plans. They obviously have something of a status, another status quo shift that's going to happen. That's also scary for fans like us who've been loving this Krakoa era. You know? This is the closest. This is the outside of Claremont. And again, I stopped reading for many many years, but from what I have read and from what synopses I have read, this is one of, if not the best era of X Men since claremont and in some ways better than claremont because there are more voices involved in the process and there are there are more representation of voices in, in the in the field as well but like yeah. jesus christ i'm 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 very apprehensive yeah i'm wondering what it means in a lot of different ways because also we have some writers and artists only like working with certain editors and some of the biggest names in comics have worked with this guy so yeah. i don't know if that also could be play a factor in like hey we want a major name on x-force next year or whatever like well i want to work with this editor if i'm doing that because i trust him because also sometimes being the editor involves money too and negotiating money with that person not just the company it's a weird no, 100%, thing 100 you're right you're right it, it, it's 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 more rolodex than ideas too you know actually I mean? this could also be a repercussion of x-men selling so well and doing could so be. good it's could like be. hey you have a big inventory now with all this money and income we don't like you as a manager anymore yeah, we like, want the hey, experience manager no offense jordan but yeah <laughs> we don't think you are how do we put this good enough to, <laughs> to do the job that you've been doing so bye <laughs> yeah basically yeah but yeah i'm uh, i'm i'm apprehensive but i'm yeah. also excited <laughs> yeah uh, honestly i the excitement i i derive from it is is knowing that that probably means we're going to get more x-men media to bring it back yes. to the animated series. Yeah, there's definitely going to be some more corporate synergy with movies and, and uh, animated and stuff like that. 110%. Because one thing I've noticed in Marvel and DC, they love testing the ground with certain characters through animation first. Yeah. And like, don't think it's an accident for the people they changed in the animated series coming back. That means they have a plan. You're, you're probably going to see Bishop in something live action or they're going to test to see hey do people give a shit when we put this character as a main character in the cast yeah that's definitely a thing yeah more so dc but definitely marvel's done that a few times also I, could you imagine if they started making some like marvel animated movies i would love that DC i don't think they're is. going to but i don't, I don't think they will either but like jesus christ that would be so uh, an x-men animated movie oh yeah shut the fuck up <laughs> Let's anyway talk speaking of animated, animated series yes speaking of animated we're going to talk about x-men the animated series episode 12 season 2 reunion part one 
part one so right off the bat um you may see my enthusiasm decrease as we continue to talk about these two episodes because i thought as much as i love sinister and we did not get enough of him in the first episode especially uh i thought these episodes kind of were bland i they were bland but like right off the the top though like they were going all out and still oh, they managing were, but it was nonsense because, like you said you just rewatched this episode, no? Yeah. The first one, yeah. The previous so there must have been like a break between the last couple because there was like this very recapping. I, I wrote down that this is a cinematic previously on. Like it is <laughs> I, I recall there being a lot of fanfare involved in it. Yeah, the opening I thought like this is where I knew to like, all right, strap in because like you have all this previously on, then a bit of recap what's happening, and then it's just Skyriders. <laughs> like, because basically, this whole season we've had Xavier and Magneto just trekking through the Savage Land trying to figure out what's going on. Can... But at the same time, Magneto will keep referencing things like we should know what it is. Yeah. Duh. Like, yelling skyriders xavier doesn't know what the fuck that is so maybe you should explain it's men on pterodactyls it's, it's very i mean in a in in magneto's defense it is very difficult to go into a nuanced discussion as skyriders are flying down at you you know what i'm saying <laughs> like you gotta like just you gotta be alert and you gotta start running you gotta so get, as they you gotta make their under way the trees. up the mountain, they're captured by all of Sinister's mutants and mutates. Like <laughs> increasingly throughout the episode, I have to keep looking at characters and going, "Well, are you a mutate or are you a citizen of this land? <laughs> like, what's the connection with these characters?" And we'll we'll go down that path a little more later. But are in the meantime, after they're a man, yeah. You're they're being captured by this group. Um, and then Wolverine, Gene, and Cyclops get a message from Morph basically being like, I, I want to come back because his mind's not right. But I I don't really did they say where they were going? They said a theater. They didn't say like location wise. No, I don't believe so. But I like for some reason I got a European vibe. It could like, be mountains. I don't know. But uh he had a rickety theater. And Morph was doing a play of Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember that. Yep, yep. Yeah, but they didn't say actually where it was. But random theater, they get there. I do have oh, I do have written down a piece of dialogue. And perhaps you can recall when this happens. But at some point around now, um, our friend Logan shouts, if that ain't Morph, I'll eat the Blackbird. Yeah, they were on the Blackbird on their way after they listened to the message. <laughs> Okay, yeah. cool. Thanks. Thanks, Logan. Uh, oh, this whole episode, Logan is very like, Nyah! like he has to run into the situation. <laughs> I'm Jesus Christ. That never yeah. stops, though. No. And one of my favorite moments in this whole two parter happens because of Logan. So they get there and they say, hey, Morph, we know it's you. And it's like, no, 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 relax. It's not me. Shut up. They're listening because they are because Sinister and his gang are there to capture them. I feel like you don't like to to say the name of Sinister's gang. I feel like, do you have a problem saying the nasty boys? The nasty boys. <laughs> the most, well, I was going to say the most, well, no, they're more random than Morlocks. I think their powers and their look are even more random. 
Yeah, because they're sinister creations. <laughs> you have stretchy guy and hairy guy and oh, other strong non hairy guy. Man, I can't remember their names now. I didn't write them down either. But yeah, no. they ha- they have ridiculous fucking names. But there's a particularly a part where Sinister's doing a monologue, and in mid sentence, Wolverine goes slice <laughs> and like sinister just has this guttural ah like he wants to yell what the fuck was that yeah why i'm talking <laughs> like why someone sliced my back uh, so sinister's like... gang gets away the nasty boys get away just thank with you Jean. thank you yeah they get away just with gene we cut back to we really need to tell like jesus christ does this motherfucker love him some fucking summers and gray's jeans like oh yeah Good Lord, I forgot. Like, sometimes I forget just how in especially the early 90s in both the comics and the TV show, how obsessed they were with, like, eugenics, basically. And they go all in in the I believe in the next episode, they go more into, like, obsession with those two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So after that, while Xavier and Magneto are being taken away, who saves them? Kazar, <laughs> we have Kazar out of nowhere comes fucking in his Tarzan ass. Is it Kazar? Kazar, I think it's Kazar. It's Kazar. Yeah. All right, it's Kazar. And like, all I can like because it was around this time that I saw Kazar for the first time because he also started appearing in like Spider Man comics in like the early and mid 90s. Mm. Or I'm sure he did before, but like in my world. Um, and it was also at the same time that like a video game for the Nintendo came out called Torok the Dinosaur Hunter. Do you yeah. know that game? <laughs> yeah. And like just there was just like this time where like it just it was just all these like Tarzan, but like extreme Tarzans, because we were in the 90s. Like just <laughs> we had all these like extreme Tarzans in the 90s, and it was fucking wild. And I know Kazar is a fucking character from the fucking 60s get off my nuts but i meant like his reintroduction in the 90s well i think he was a ripoff of um and i could be wrong could have been the other way around but i think he was a ripoff of the dc character commandy i think his name i don't know i do believe that he is a ripoff of like like those burrows fit like um jungle like not tarzan but like the other like jungle yeah, fantasy jungle fury books. stuff yeah, yeah. Like, they have names. I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm high. <laughs> I can't remember everything, guys, you know? Ladies and gentlemen, honesty. That's what you come to this podcast for. We, I, that's all I try to give you, folks, is just yeah. my honest, honest feelings about most, most things. Yeah. Not, not all things. <laughs> so afterwards, Kazar is like, oh, you're not with them? Sweet. And he's like, even better. We know how to get into their base from a secret passage, and that's what we're gonna fucking do. So in the meantime, back at the uh, X Mansion, um, Wolverine, Cyclops get back, and they're like, "Hey, we got some news, man. Things are not great." Things Cut back, great. Magneto, Kazar, uh, Xavier—they're all like, "This is gonna work. We got the secret passage. They don't know a thing." Open the door. They're all waiting for them. Boom! They knew about it. <laughs> Then we get, and this is where my question comes back of like, who's a weird mutation? Who's a human? Because all these men, I just kept going like, who are all of you? Were you citizens that work for him? And then we get this tiny man. We get this tiny Please. 
his this rickety tiny man. His brainchild. How dare you not call him <laughs> by his Christian name? <laughs> and I don't know if it was the Magneto or Xavier. One of them is like, you're the master? And he's like, shut up! You have no right! <laughs> Do not say the master's name! <laughs> Like, what is this shit? Yeah, I was like, I don't know how to take He's this. real. He's a real character, too, man. I, I've I've seen him before, but He's I just, like, forgot he existed. Character and he existed. So, like, so here's, let me, let me try my fucking best. I'm going to give you my honest opinion yeah. about what's happening here. So you got your mutates, and your mutates are fucking genetic experiments that our boy Magneto fucking did on, sure. on a bunch of citizens of the savage land. yeah like is he a geneticist now? <laughs> so and that's real that really happened in like the late 60s early 70s when roy 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 fucking thomas jesus christ <laughs> was writing the book see i can remember that so i don't have time to remember all these fantasy books from the goddamn 40s or whatever <laughs> um and so he fucking was the one who gave us this fucking backstory of magneto but this was before Claremont gave us, oh, I'm a Holocaust fucking survivor. So now we got a Holocaust fucking survivor who also has a genetics, <laughs> geneticist fucking eugenics background himself. So, like, that ha- we got to square this circle somewhere around a little the bit. Fucking, yeah, so it's somewhere. a lot going on. Like, so, yes, that that is that. And so, yes, Kazar and his friends, Kazar and friends, um, <laughs> Kazar and company, yeah. <laughs> Kazar and co um they are natives quote unquote it's obviously they're not of the savage land and they are trying to form a rebellion against sinister and his and his nasty boys who came and took over (laughs) yeah this is a great description now this works this puts it in perspective it really does um and so they're forming a rebellion to try to fucking overthrow Sinister, which is why Wolverine and the gang are like, cool, let's join forces. And then, like you said, they descend on them. And they're like, yeah, we've been waiting for you, you dumb fucks. <laughs> so then now that they're captured, Sinister walks in. He's like, I got Gene and I got this little traitor morph. You're all chained up now. And guess what my master plan is? I want control Magneto or Xavier. I want control is mine. So that pterodactyl guy, Sauron, Sorin. So Sauron, so like yeah. the fucking Lord of the Rings. That's why I always like question myself if it's correct. Yeah, that's what um, I've always done. At he least. looks into his eyes with laser beams and he's like, ooh, and he's like, you're not going to break me. He's broken. And <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more of a fight. He put up a fight. He did put up a fight. And then put he's up, like, ah, he put up nah. more of a fight there than he did at the fucking Hellfire Gal. I'll tell you that goddamn much. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. Um, also, side note, because I just thought of it. I really want, if they're making a bunch of uh, 97 figures, I really want a figure of this version of Xavier with like the military clothes kind of thing going on. <laughs> the Savage Land. Xavier. Yes, yeah. his honest Trek clothes. Yeah, I like it. But um, so now they've been captured and Xavier's like being controlled. It's like, hey, X-Men, everything's totally cool. Don't even worry about it. Just get over here to this island real quick. And they're like... I don't know about that. That had a bad feeling. He was talking very monotone and very. <laughs> I have, I have the, uh, I have a note here that reads: the X Men fly into a chap trap, but Gambit is super chill. <laughs> yeah, they're all pretty chill about it. They're like, yeah, we know it's a trap. It's very, very obviously a trap. 
Yeah. We're not questioning that aspect of it. And uh, yeah, so now that ends with them on their way to save Xavier and figure out what's going on. Oh, save Xavier, Morph, and Gene. Yes, correct. Yeah. So we described all that, and it was way more entertaining describing it. I don't know why. Like, these episodes just don't, they didn't click with me. They didn't. They felt dragged out and rushed at the same time. Yeah, there was a lot of like we're punching over here, and now we're punching the same people over here. It's like yeah. why did why did we just change locations to punch the same people? <laughs> yeah, so I gave that episode two screaming sinisters when he's surprised by getting cut in the back. I give it to. So Magneto did what now? <laughs> Now for episode 12, 13 of Reunion. Okay. Well, I have not watched this episode. Even better. Three weeks. Same. And so we're going to go off of my um, notes when I thought I was going to be talking about it the next day. <laughs> so um, uh, from what I recall, are you, can you, are you going through the... Uh, yeah, I'm going through the episode as we talk. Okay. Yeah. All right. So... We we open with Magneto at some point, like yelling at Sinister that he underestimates the X Men by bringing him into this trap, and like the X Men are gonna the X Men are gonna come and kick your ass, and it's like a lot of like Magneto being like, "All right, dude, just because they kicked your ass all the time doesn't mean, you know, like maybe you suck, maybe Sinister's better than you." And like <laughs> well, Magneto, actually, going back, there was a line that I liked where um where Sinister's trying to get into Xavier's brain, oh my God, and man. Magneto was just like wow you're fucking with him every mutant is gonna fuck you up now and i'm like like, where since when have you become his hype man i know (laughs) magneto is all about like the x-men are so fucking cool you don't even fucking know how cool the x-men are (laughs) it's like i feel like i want xavier to whisper you do know they don't know they're not gonna have powers when they get here right oh (laughs) yeah i know at some point eric's like oh fuck i did forget about that part didn't i (laughs) Like he wanted to yell, man, Cyclops has laser eyes, Wolverine can heal, and oh shit. So yes, that brings us to the X-Men landing and like rushing out, and I think they get met by the the nest. Yeah, the they, they're waiting for him basically. Yeah. And so like they they land and they're like, Oh shit, we got no powers. And at some point Gambit shouts, Gambit have no power either. <laughs> <laughs> Because I just try yeah. to, I just try to write down as many fucking random Gambit quotes as possible. Well, also, I think this episode, maybe this one, maybe the next pair we're gonna talk about. But in this episode, when everyone's like, "We had no powers," Wolverine's like, "These claws ain't powers, motherfucker!" And then went to stab someone. And I was like, at that age, I'm like, they're, they're not like that was the first hint. If you're only watching the cartoon, I feel like, yeah, because we didn't know that before. Well, I mean. I'm still like, so he has bone claws though. Like they're part of his mutation. So wouldn't that be a power? Well, <clears throat> sorry. I guess it's, I don't, I don't know because like if beast is beast there. No, I'm trying to remember. If yeah. Beast like beast. Sh- like he doesn't go back to human. Yeah. He should. But I guess though, he wouldn't yeah. have like the yeah. agility. Maybe. Yeah. Either way. We're spending way too much time on that. So <laughs> Gambit have no power either. And it's at this point that Rogue and Gambit, in my opinion, were about to head out to fuck 
when uh the bad guys show up and um scott was like you guys have to get back over here and they're like fuck and then they all get their asses kicked um somehow i have down here that beast is still super strong he does like, seem super strong like he's not doing, agile. Like, yeah like he seems to be super strong um then <laughs> we're going through my notes so like please like yeah, fill in, in any any gaps that you uh wolverine commits suicide over the waterfall is what my next yes he jumps off the ledge and it is a moment of like but you don't have a healing factor but also he does have the experience of you know risking his life and battle experience because like i'm watching right now he's just leaping everywhere to landing on his feet like a cat and and i do have a note here that says uh a time before his claws were a mutant power so like in my mind they are part of his mutation and they shouldn't work there, but like yeah, you yeah, shouldn't be able to push them out. Yeah. Cause that's not a human thing. <laughs> Humans can't move their fucking bones <laughs> well, I, with I don't their know, mind. Like, would it be their muscle mind. memory? I don't think like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving it muscle memory for now. Uh, let's go with it. Let's either and then he way. fights a, dinosaur and he's just like going with the flow and then he fights a dinosaur without super strength and shit like that or healing factor muscle memory baby muscle memory because he's goddamn wolverine like (laughs) literally is my note wolverine fights a dinosaur is literally my note that's what happens um and then also because he's like going through the the fort the jungle there and i have so does he still have his mutant senses or does (laughs) does gazar smell that bad because wolverine like smells him coming and knows he's it about does it. seem like he smelt him. I'm putting it at he heard him coming, but yeah. They're and being then, very generous with Wolverine because he's Wolverine. Because he's Wolverine. Um yeah. and then I don't really know what happens. I think they fight some <laughs> bad guys. Well, they uh, all a punch up. Wolverine they, they have a dust up, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then they attack the Sky Riders, and then they get their pterodactyls. And they're like, Kazar's like, check it out, man. We're going to fly away together. Oh, that's, and that's okay. That's why Kazar's tiger looks pissed about it. That's why I have Zabu pissed that Kazar has a new bestie. <laughs> Basically, it was a very jealous look. Yeah. Okay. And so then yeah, the rest of the fly... X-Men are chained. Well, Morph, Magneto, and Xavier are chained up. And the rest are just behind bars for some reason. And Scott tries to give somebody a quick uppercut. Who is that? Uh, I have not gotten to that. That seems okay. to be beforehand. What I do think is funny is obviously the animators just didn't want to do it, but like even though they know they don't have powers, Scott still has his visor on. Still has his visor on. Wouldn't you like revel in the idea that you don't have to fucking wear that for a little bit? Like the only good in this situation. Muscle memory. <laughs> How about that? How about that tough guy? Um, so... so I don't remember fully what I think um, what happens the here main is plan is based on plan. based on what I have here. First, Magneto and Scott hate the fuck out of Sinister and yeah. all of his monologues because anytime Sinister starts monologuing, Magneto or Scott follow it up with "Shut the fuck up" yeah. or "Come <laughs> over here and fight me like a man." <laughs> Essentially, like, they do not have any time for for Sinister's bullshit. Um, I believe what he wants to do is use the the machine to basically give Xavier and Magneto's powers and all of the X-Men's powers to his goons. 
I did write down. Now, now on my notes again. I did write down. Sinister's plan is very vague, and the reason he has the ability to make the plan is also vague. <laughs> yes, um, but I do have the most important note of all time, which is Gambit and Rogue Kiss. They ain't yes. got no powers. They're stuck in the fucking cell together. He's been thinking Every- about this the whole time. Everyone is about to get killed, and both of them are like, "Fuck it, dude. Let's just start making out until they pull us out of here." Yeah. Um. So basically, a rebellion happens. Uh, a bunch of the citizens of the Savage Land and Wolverine and Kazar are like, "Time to wreck shit." And I, I do but, think it's funny. Okay. But I have a note that Kazar's people went down quickly. Yes, it didn't. It didn't last long. Um. Vertigo is very helpful in the situation. <laughs> she basically continuously knocks out everyone pretty fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, in the meantime, a big punch up happens because the the citizens have basically fallen, but the X-Men are free and they're just fighting now. And it seems like they somehow break the machine that was blocking they the They break power. the machine and they get the power their powers back. Cause then yeah, I and know all hell's broken loose. Because <laughs> then my notes, my next notes are Gambit shouts to somebody, the name is Gambit, remember it. But then he's also like murdering that person. So like yes. they're not gonna remember it long. No. Um no. and then my next note is X-Men Big Mad. So Yes. So basically Morph has a gun, but his mind's still messed up and being controlled. And Gene's like, just fight it with my help. And they're literally all just shooting beams at Sinister. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of beam shooting. Sure, a lot yeah. of beam shooting. A lot of questions of where the beams are said beams are actually coming from. I do see and- at some point here that Scott starts shooting Sinister and says at some point, what was that? I don't think I heard you right. As he keeps like shooting him and shooting yeah. him and shooting him. And then... I guess, like you're saying, with all of all of their combined laser shooting powers now, Sinister, Sinister just fully explodes. Yeah, into a in million pieces. That Gene then scatters that fuckhead everywhere. But I did love this little moment where the little tiny guy's like, "No!" and then he runs trying to collect pieces. Oh God, yes, brain. So after Gene chucks all the pieces away, there's just a lever that blows everything up in the castle. It's it's sinister, dude. It's, it's sinister. And you know, you know what? Comic accurate. Thank you. They so, do they do that for us. The entire castle gets blown up, and the X Men help the citizens of the Savage Land rebuild, essentially. And Xavier's kind of like, "Hey, man, do you want to like chill with us for a bit?" And he's just like, "Nah." Magneto's I, like, "I can't do it. I got my own things to take care of in life." And then we get a weird, <laughs> we get a weird Sinister's face, like the oh, in the sand, yeah, in the sand, because yeah. like the water crashes on the shore, and then like for some reason Sinister's face appears from like the sand or the rocks, yeah. but then glowing red eyes, and he's like, "It's not over yet, motherfuckers," because it's never over. It's Sinister, never fuck it over. Um, nonsense, nonsense. It just felt like this. I'm sure as a kid, I loved it because it yeah, was. I need nonsense. you to. I need you to give it your exes first. Oh, right. my ex. Uh, I give it. I give it two exploding sinisters. I give it, and I really hope the mic is picking me up nicely on this one. I'm sure. I give it five 
Gambit and Rogues making the fuck out all episode long in the background. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I don't care. It was the it was I, I'm a Rogue and Gambit lover. They had of course. their first fucking on-screen kiss or I guess their second. Their first consensual on-screen kiss <laughs> in in X-Men animated history and If I, you don't know that reference, don't worry. It wasn't like rapey. <laughs> it wasn't cuz famously Gambit don't go where he's not invited. It's true. Despite the fact that Gambit is a thief. <laughs> but yes, it does contradict a little bit. Be that as it may, be that as it may. <laughs> so next up we have the first episode of season 3, episode 1 Out of the Past, part 1 and 2. So the moment this episode started, I had like flashbacks. I vividly started remembering stuff from this episode. <clears throat> but I couldn't really grasp why until we started getting more into Wolverine's past. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the first time we're getting like concrete details about the origin of Wolverine. Yeah. And I'm a 90s kid. So, yeah, it's Wolverine. I want to know more, you know, it's like that really struck me at that time. And the the actual creature that we'll get to in part two, that stuck with me for a bit. Yeah. As soon as it came back, I was like, "Oh fuck yeah, I remember this!" Right? It like attacked you, <laughs> like this thing. So, part one, we have Lady Deathstrike chasing after Leech while he's running into the sewer, and she's leading Leech. the Reavers, right? Reavers, the Reavers. Yep. Yeah. She's leading them. Maintain their comic book accurate Australian accents. So very good. <laughs> yeah. There were some goofy designs. I appreciated them just sticking to like adamantly like no no this is what we're doing in this no no this one no no this one has tank wheels yes yeah <laughs> we know what it looks like and we're embracing it um so as yeah as that's happening the rest of the morlocks and callisto are like whoa, 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 what and they all get attacked i have a note that says one-eyed cyclops question mark yeah he's been around he's one of the morlocks Oh, no, I've seen him, but I guess mm -hmm. I just don't remember his power. Yeah, his I don't really I like other than like what they just showed you. I don't know how much of that. Like, I don't remember him much from the comics. I just know we've seen him from time to time in the anime. Yeah. Show. So when I saw him just lift his eye patch and one laser comes out, I'm like, you're a less effective <laughs> Cyclops. He's a 50 50 Cyclops. <laughs> like, oh, you Morlocks and you fucking useless freaks. Like, uh, hey, hey, hey. Now you're sounding a lot like Wolverine. <laughs> Because nobody hates the Morlocks more than Wolverine, despite the fact that time and time again, they are just shown to be a bunch of fucking people who are forced to live underground because society will like they're there. But for the grace of God, go fucking Wolverine. He's a tiny little hairy fucking asshole. He could very well end up in the sewer one day. Yeah. So when the Reavers get there, they use these like energy draining net guns. Sure. Best way to put it. That's and they the capture only way to put it. Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. And they capture all of the Morlocks. And I guess I don't was the intention to find the spaceship. The intention was to find the spaceship. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It just seemed like they stumbled upon it, but also they the knew. No, they didn't. They knew that the Morlocks stole something valuable that they wanted. Mm, and okay. then they found the spaceship. I it's, <laughs> it's a bit wishy-washy it, it gets a little it, it honestly it really steps up episode two it really does 
Yeah, yeah. So Lady Deathstrike goes to the spaceship closet and a big like energy beam comes out ah. <clears throat> or I guess like an energy wave comes she's out. also like a, an amalgamation of like two characters. She is yes. like, the Lady Deathstrike, but she's also supposed to be Mariko. It really messed me up when I was trying to understand the character in comics. Yeah. Because by the time she showed up in um, X-Men 2, like the, the actual movie, X2, um, I was so confused. Like, oh, man, we're going to get into like the history of the character. And at that age, people would correct me going like, no, that's a different person technically. And I'm like, what? And yeah. then like in this version, she's not even a mutant, really. She's a genetic experiment. Yeah. And I mean, the real Lady Deathstrike herself, though, is like something that spiral created like her and like her body her cybernetics and stuff come, like spiral was the one who did that to her body i didn't even know she, that <laughs> she want uh yariko whatever her name is like she went to spiral for that she was like i hear you can change people into what they like she wanted to become like in the show she wanted to become an assassin i forget i think I think I forget too, like for her father, to avenge her father. Maybe I don't remember. She they wanted blend to become a lot an assassin. Of she <laughs> wanted, yeah. she wanted to become an assassin, and she wanted to be like Wolverine, like that. Like she wanted to, uh, and and so Spiral gave her her wish, but like Spiral often does, like yeah, there's no go backs though. Like this is just who you are now. <laughs> this is what you are now. So just kind of like deal with it. So I mean, when this again, energy... this is around the time that Spiral also took Betsy Braddock and put her inside the body of a Japanese woman. So Spiral did all this? Yeah. Spiral is the reason that Betsy and Psylocke were one character. I did not I'm learning a new thing today. When spoiler alert, because I'm not cutting this out. When the podcast eventually moves on into like uh the book club thing we were talking about, that we're gonna yeah, have yeah. fun going Te- over these. Tease. We're gonna we're gonna go have fun going over these eras of X Men. Yeah, that, that that you gave me completely new information about Spiral, so it's cool. We're gonna we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a good time, my friend. We're gonna have a good time. <laughs> so this energy wave goes through New York, and when it goes through Xavier, which is now just becoming a thing, almost every episode, the xavier the conduit that's all he's there for yeah just like this guttural yell of pain but i will say given how the animated show is setting up as we already said the phoenix saga this is very reminiscent of the comic version of how the phoenix saga starts with xavier not the same exact way but xavier getting visions of the shiar empire Mm. oh yeah it does lead in yeah it's a reason for it for sure so after that, we have, which I wrote my notes and I texted to you when I was watching it, time for some shirtless basketball with the X-Men. Oh, I have shirtless basketball as well. And yeah, God, of course. Jubilee is just there to like hang out. She's not playing the game. It's just shirtless yeah. Gambit and shirtless Wolverine. Basically. And they force Leech to send a message to the X-Men basically saying, we need your help. But it's because Deathstrike wants Wolverine particularly there. So the X-Men go off into the sewer. Jubilee, Gambit, Wolverine mainly <clears throat> at this time. Go off and- right off the bat. They've already they've had two full seasons now. <laughs> and they're like, oh, so 
who are the most popular characters? Wolverine and Gambit, and and yeah. they need and they need a little sidekick. All right, fine, fucking Jubilee. Hey, Jubilee was pretty popular in the nineties for sure. Jubilee was amazing, but Jubilee was the Kitty Pride of the nineties. Yeah. So then we have finally flashbacks for Wolverine. A little bit of backstory with a the character bit. that shouldn't be the character. <laughs> with a little bit of backstory. <laughs> <laughs> We get like a clip of Weapon X. But again, keep in mind, this is happening in, if you can see what year it is, but like this is very early 90s right now. So it's happening concurrently to a lot of Wolverine is also hugely popular in the comics at this time. And so they're starting to like retcon things, but also add things to his history. So like the, the, the fucking animated show is doing the best they can. Oh, yeah. So we see him in Japan. We see a little bit of uh, Weapon X, and we actually get to see him in the tube getting the antimantium and a doctor doing it, which I guess they're making the father of <laughs> his girlfriend for some reason. Yeah, I can't remember because <laughs> I, I think they he, I think that is, that's not exact, but it's not far off. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, they're, they're, he is involved yeah, in it. It's a mix. Yeah. But so I'm we not, see, I have like, never uh, been and will never be the biggest Wolverine fan, so there is a lot about Wolverine's history I have no idea about and when I tell you I don't really care you gotta believe me <laughs> um I have a love hate Wolverine there's a lot of stuff I loved about Wolverine and still do but will, my interest has definitely waned as an adult I will tell like Wolverine on a team does me just fine Wolverine by himself I'm all right I can I'll be all right <laughs> So then Wolverine, after having a long flashback, a solid eight minutes of flashback, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. he goes in the sewer, he beats up some of the Reavers, and who's waiting but Lady Deathstrike? Right? And he's, lady he has that herself. thing where he's just like in shock of seeing someone, so he can't fight for a little bit. And yeah. she's like, you killed my father when you escaped after they were torturing you and experimenting on you. Ignore that. This show does it does one thing, and it is tell little children, be <laughs> careful because all of your exes are going to be crazy and they're going to want to kill you for no. Because all it is is just like, oh, you you are my ex, so I decided I was going to become an assassin and kill you. Like what? Yeah. What? So while he's shocked, she's like, yeah, I changed my entire body so I could fight you particularly, but then I joined a gang <laughs> but then i joined this gang and got a little sidetracked had to find a spaceship but now now that it, you took the longest that, path to get there <laughs> now that i recall that you also can hurt this thing and i can just shoehorn that in yeah i want to kill you now too <laughs> what? oh we won't talk about shoehorned we get to that second episode <laughs> truly how Wolverine's the key for a lot of things. <laughs> Holy Christ on a crunch. Truly. But already, though, I am enjoying, like you said, the animation of the episode. The pacing feels a little better. A little like, better. Like, the voice acting was pretty oh, up a little bit. Couple yeah, key, yeah, for sure. I, I think these episodes suffered from a lack of rogue, but I think all episodes suffer from a lack of, lack of rogue. Well, I think probably the writers are like, well, rogue could just go touch someone. <laughs> yeah, rogue would just... Uh, just beat all this because she's super strong yeah she wouldn't get hit with a net basically she would not be hit with a net exactly yeah so 
while they're fighting, they eventually capture Wolverine with a net. And <laughs> they intentionally lead him to the spaceship because they're like, yeah, you can get into it because Antimantium can break the, the, the casing of the ship. They capture mm-hmm. Jubilee and Gambit eventually. Gambit does do a cool thing where he like blows it up, though. The netting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And he doesn't hurt himself in the process, which is good. Listen, we're not we're not talking about it. There is um, way, did... way back, though, when like Jubilee is convincing Gambit to go after Wolverine and, yeah. and when he storms off. She's like, the X-Men are family and family sticks together or whatever. And she walks away and Gambit's like, this family, nothing but trouble. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a thing in my notes I wrote down. Wheel guy has random metal plate that just comes up in front of him. Yep, just carries around his own shield. Don't worry about him. He's doing all right. I mean, like, I get it and I don't. So in the middle of the fight, basically the X-Men lose the fight. And they accidentally, when Wolverine throws Lady Deathstrike at it, he's seeing her get shocked by it. And the translation changes from alien language to, uh, what was like, cage or dangerous or whatever. Basically, this is a jail cell, not like trying to free an innocent alien. Yeah, and we'll and uh, Xavier just kind of like, no, no, bad, not good because of my mental powers. And Wolverine slices it open, trying to free Lady Deathstrike. And we have a glowing lime green eye, and we get a to be continued. To be continued. So, uh-huh. after the last two episodes, I did genuinely enjoy this one a lot more. It was all right, it was all right. Again, I'm gonna have to tell you, I watched like. I am still suffering from, I literally watched both of these episodes and so much of it is like, I don't remember how we got from point A to point B, but it is it's a, a, tel- it's, it's a yeah. children's show, but man, do they like just throw a lot flashing lights at you until you go into a goddamn coma. The flashbacks really helped like separate it. So it doesn't feel as like, boom, 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 boom. Yes, for sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, it definitely was noticeably better than the last two. Yeah. I give it three and a half Wolverine saying, Let me go. <laughs> I give Everything it, is real serious. Basically. I give it three shirtless basketball games. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. All right, next episode, episode two of season three, part two of Out of the Past. Weird name, Out of the Past. I don't know why it doesn't the, flow. It, is, it does because like, like I the, get it. Yeah, but like it doesn't sound. Yeah, there's rhythmically it. it yeah, it, it feels wrong. Um. Yeah, I don't remember. Um. So <laughs> you just watched out, it. One hundred percent. The creature comes out. Um. <laughs> They they get into a scuffle. You well, got it in front of you. How about I you? do? But I do find it like this was to me horrifying as a kid. You yes. have this energy kind of transparent tentacle. Mo- Actually, if you any of you are like D and D fans, like that weird beholder creature that has like a bunch of eyes and it's like a ball face. It's mm. like that, but see through and lime green. Yeah, it does, and it's and it's staticky. It's, I can't recall because it, I it's I looked it up because I'm like, is this a real thing? Because it feels familiar. It feels like Proteus, but it's not. It, it exactly, and it is. And I looked it up. It's from it's from during the Phoenix Saga as well. Oh, it's um, Deken Emperor Deken, 
um, has what they, it's a soul eater, I believe in the comics in a mm. spirit spirit eater here. And Duken basically uses it to try to kill Lalandra because he's trying to take over the Shi'ar empire, which is why the X-Men get involved because they get sucked into this. And this is at, this is during a time when I looked at the issue number, um, this is during a time between Jean is the Phoenix but is not Dark Phoenix yet. And the Dark Phoenix yeah. saga hasn't really began. So like this is more Shi'ar setup. And they're like, so it's pretty, it is pretty interesting how they do pull some little obscure Shi'ar stuff to start this, this uh, turn into the Phoenix saga. Definitely. Um, so we also like for me as a kid, it was really scary because he has tentacles coming out of his mouth. And they take your soul. And they take your soul, yeah. And like, who is this? Is Jubilee the first one to get got, or is it? No, the, the Reavers. Reavers are the first ones. Yeah. And they're like, okay, cool, like, fuck them. But then, like, pretty soon after, Jubilee's taken, and all she's left is like her body with glowing green eyes. Yeah. And Wolverine's pissed. <laughs> he's, he's like, what are we doing? So yeah. Yeah, and so they they basically like they they're like we gotta go right like they start running. To try to get away from the monster, and they being yeah. Wolverine, Lady Deathstrike, Gambit, and they're carrying Jubilee. <laughs> and Beast is just at a museum. And Beast, and then, yeah, that's right. We got to Beast just harassing patrons of this museum. Like, I don't think he's with that woman. No. Like, cause she seems like she keeps trying to get away, and he's just hopping his. Keep in mind, he's just full ass Harry with us with like underwear on. Yeah. And just walking around this goddamn museum being like, I love a Picasso. Uh, <laughs> I I love a I, I love a Jackson Pollock, but uh, I, I, I can't make heads or tails of it. You know what I'm saying? And like he's like given this like fucking routine at this goddamn art museum when when Xavier calls out and is like getting fur everywhere, just fucking getting fur on everything. Jesus. I wonder if that like no... someone just goes like no pets because of the fur because of expensive art. Yeah. God, come here in a bodysuit next time. <laughs> you need to put fucking at least clothing on, dude. Like, yeah. so then we see also the like, this is the first time we see like the spirit of the character being used by the alien, and just ah, like, okay. Wolverine, help me. And he's I'm just like, Jubilee. that's fucked. Yeah, that's it's pretty scary a, for a kid. <laughs> there is a lot of like, and the music gets all creepy and shit. And yeah, it's like all distorted and ghost sounding. I feel like it's from a movie, but I can't remember what 90s movie. But I feel like it's something from a horror movie. Is it like, was it Poltergeist though? May, actually, that sounds pretty. That may have, that tracks for the I time frame. It, I think it might have been Poltergeist. So as if, they're if running, I'm thinking of the same kind of thing you're thinking of right yeah. now. Uh, as we're running, as they're running from the creature, Gene and Cyclops oh, just want to have. They're a going on a date. They're having a date. They're literally saying, "Isn't it fucking wonderful that we survived that sinister altercation so that we could go on this relaxing date?" And who should appear but goddamn Xavier going like, "Cyclops, Gene, you need to report to duty. There's an emergency." What did that remind you of? Um. Oh, I don't know what storm. Remember they should store when she just pops up during the dinner. Day? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And he's he just <laughs> God. He just can't help himself but interrupt people's dates. What if they were fucking? What if they were like in the room already fucking? I mean, 
he better like she's about to become the phoenix and that is when they fuck for the first time so he better watch himself he better watch um i also like this scene because if you go back to it there's a split second where the animator just didn't want to give cyclops a mouth oh god i missed that it was like right when they stand up to get ready he just doesn't have a mouth for like a split second (laughs) i was like ah (laughs) (laughs) sinister what did you do So they're running from the monster. They're nothing's really working, but they know Antimantium has some kind of effect. Naturally. And then the oh, uh, Deathstrike is taken at that point. Okay. All and right. now Wolverine's like, now I gotta carry two fucking so, bodies. So now it's just Gambit and Wolverine for two seconds because then everyone's there. And then magically all the X Men show up. <laughs> Everyone. Now there. that Xavier, first of all, Xavier shows up. And they just flop Jubilee on him, and he like yeah. just they, they put her. it on his hover thing. Yeah, and then Wolverine drops the Lady Deathstrike, who's made of adamantium. Yeah, and all and his little hovercraft just boop, it goes down a little bit when she. Goes. <laughs> um, but my point is, Cyclops, the leader of the X Men, and Xavier, the leader of the X Men, are there, but who leads them? Mainly Wolverine. Wolverine and Gambit. Like, they're the ones out in front. They're the ones calling the shots. They're Cyclops, on the field now. They know what's going on. They Cyclops have more is intel. like, what do I do next, Wolvie? Like, what is happening? Like, we, we really it's just showing stopped. that the writers know who made the most merchandise sales. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we know where our bread is buttered. Yeah. Um, I also like this part because there's a little part where Xavier is like, all right, Beast, go to the spaceship. Maybe we can figure something out. And he just seems so giddy. And he's like, okay. And he just hops on a pipe. And says, monkey climbing. And I'm like, you could just walk. (laughs) This is, I had the realization watching this episode, um, particularly of, this is, now that I've gotten back for the last several years, almost a decade now, into the X-Men world. And I'm, I'm back in the comics. I'm realizing how much, animated series beast really like clouded what we thought beast was because in the comics even in the like nine because the mid 90s is when we get dark beast yeah. <laughs> like so like it's not that far after that he's he really starts doing some crazy shit like comics beast has kind of always been a dirtbag even in the 90s really even in the even in the 60s he was kind of a dick fair enough all right um so they're investigating i mean he went to be an avenger so he's a fucking cop you know that (laughs) it's like wolverine well listen i don't i just got done talking about not like you know who's no offense to rogue but you know who's not been an avenger fucking gambit Gambit ain't got no time for cops um the cannonball and sunfire have been avengers that's just because fucking there's (laughs) nothing Sam wants more than to be a fucking a good a good cop. He wants to be the good country boy cop. And yeah. there is nothing Roberto's gonna do but do whatever it is that Sam's doing so he can be around Sam. He's like he's just like fuck, I'll be in it. Like he like fucking Roberto did it because he's like, You're telling me I get like this exclusive fucking card and I get to hang out with my friend? Yeah, sure. I don't care. That's honestly kind of how it went. Because Tony <laughs> found them on a beach just hanging out. Fucking never read it. Never read it, and I just. <laughs> <laughs> so now they know that the creature's gonna go try and go to the ceiling, go to the, the above the subway, and start killing people. He does for a little bit, 
and drains he the life out of some bit. people. Yeah. A little yeah, bit. He, comes he, back he, down. Yeah. And Wolverine's like, listen, my claws hurt him. So I just want you guys to distract his tentacles while I just slash at him. <laughs> Which shockingly doesn't help that much. Didn't really do a whole lot. Until Wolverine realized electricity does hurt him, which again makes me go like, man, if Storm was here. Um, Truly. Yes. But then, much like the last one, if Storm was there, then it would have been solved because her, her power, she would have used her power originally and it would have yeah. fucking, we would have figured this out episode one. Yes. Uh, in the meantime, Beast and Xavier are investigating the spaceship. Also, uh, why I'm... isn't Storm there? They're dealing with the Morlocks. It would be nice if the next episode was like, oh, Storm and Rogue have their own side adventure or whatever. It would be nice, but it seems like we're going directly into the Phoenix saga. <laughs> yes. Um, Beast and Xavier on the ship discover more about the creature, like danger on his containment field and stuff like that. And another moment of Xavier going, ah, ah, when he touched something. Damn, he yeah. just... Which is funny, though, because, again, I'm rereading The Phoenix, because, again, when we get to episode 100, everybody, we will be covering The Phoenix Saga. Um, I thought Dark Phoenix Saga, it's The Phoenix Saga, so I, I have more reading to do. I don't know why you thought that. I've been trying to tell you now for months <laughs> that it's The Phoenix Saga. <laughs> I just, been, my brain edited it to I've Dark Phoenix Saga. I've been texting it gently to you. I've been saying it during the show to our quote-unquote listeners I've been just dropping these hints. Um, I have been reading the Dark Phoenix. I have it right here. Okay, well, go back because the God reason we're going to cover all of it is because it really fucking makes the Dark Phoenix saga that much better. Sure. Um, so now I forgot 100% what I was going to say. Oh, um, Xavier going crazy like, oh, these visions of the Shi'ar. That's what that's how the Phoenix saga starts. He just starts going like, oh, my brain, it hurts. Mm. <laughs> like, OK, so dude. the man who saves the day, really, after Wolverine thinks just slashing air is going to help. Um, <laughs> Gambit's like, it. oh, I got an idea. And he I'm chucks just gonna his pole. Javelin this. Yeah, I'm gonna javelin my metal pole. Hopefully, it hits the rails of the train and electrocutes the monster. And it does, and the monster blows up. And thankfully, the All souls, the souls return. The the <laughs> souls return to their bodies. And everyone's like, "Hey, that was pretty cool." And De Lady Deathstrike's like, "Hey, we're not cool, but you did save me. You and I, we got unfinished business. But for now." Yeah. I'm going to walk away. And the Reavers are like, I guess we're good now, too. We made a big deal about just being mercenaries all this episode, but uh, I guess we'll just head on out now. And they did point their guns at uh, Lady Deathstrike when she wasn't focusing on the main goal. Mm -hmm. so I guess yeah. maybe they don't care. They just don't really care about the private stuff. They're there for money, and now the money's gone. So uh, yeah, they're just it. like, ah, well, let's get out of here then. Yeah. And they're like, all right, guys. Pretty cool day, fought an alien. And Xavier's like, you motherfuckers don't even know. You guys, I have seen some shit. You guys need to fucking sit down because Professor Xavier is going to drop some shit on you right now. <laughs> and I don't think your tiny little fucking brains can handle what I'm going to tell you. And what I'm going to tell you is I went, I don't know how, but just no. knew how to use and, and see what was happening in this thing. And I saw fucking intergalactic wars. I saw empires <laughs> crumbling. I saw big 
fucking lasers blowing shit up. I saw space genocide. I saw a bird that was on fire. I saw a lot of shit. And I don't think any of us are ready for this. And then we pull out to see all the X-Men just shit themselves collectively. (laughs) They all just have the, the worst look on their face. Yeah. And we cut to the earth burning then real we, fire being used on this animated picture then we coming. pull out even further to an animated version of the earth we're in outer space and like you say from behind this animated earth comes real flames that say <laughs> coming soon the phoenix saga which again if you want to hook kids yeah that's gonna make it go are okay, you kidding me like this yeah. was 100 percent the first time i ever heard about the phoenix because i wasn't that like that like i was getting into the comics by this time yeah. but i hadn't gone back and like read the phoenix saga shit like it was not easy to do that shit back then no not at all so um, this was yeah. my first phoenix saga and i was like tell me more please <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, great, great ending. Um, yeah, I give this episode three and a half screaming Xavier's. I give it four. Oh my god, the Phoenix Saga. The the Phoenix Saga is coming because <laughs> this really was like the animation alone was like clear that oh, this is the pinnacle of the show right now. This, yes, is this is also show, for sure. this is also around the time that like the comics are still number one sellers. They're fucking like the animation looks so much like the art that Jim Lee was doing in the comics during this during this episode. Like if you look during the action scenes, if you look at some of like the stills, the detail on the characters, the shading on the characters, fucking Wolverine has goddamn stubble. Well, it's funny. You can tell how successful this season was because actually the next season four is 21 episodes. Jesus. And then season five is 10. So clearly something happens in the season four. We are out of money. (laughs) It goes 13, 13, 19, 21, 10. (laughs) Checks out. And now coming soon, season six. God, and when uh, that's sometime is that this year or is it next year? I know they pushed it back, but they are apparently greenlit two seasons. That's wild. Yeah. I really like But is this year? I don't yeah, I mean I'm excited for it, obviously, but like wouldn't it be like I just said, wouldn't it be cool if we just did a new one? Like just make an I, yeah, I do wish they do a new one. Yeah. Just make a new one. Like, but it's nostalgia, you're guaranteed money. You're one hundred percent guaranteed money. But like also X Men are like it's X-Men. Just put X-Men in the fucking title. You're guaranteed money. They're like one of the number one comic brands. Yeah. But that's what it is. You know what? But uh, I, yeah. This this I, is why I enjoyed... people strike. <laughs> we'll get to that next episode a little bit. Yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah, no. I, this two-part I really liked. This was more nostalgia and quality for me. Like like you yes. said, there's a lot of memories flash back in this episode. Of like, oh yeah, I remember watching this four times. Yeah, it was um, it was definitely one where it's like what it, unlocking core memories or whatnot. You know what I mean? Yeah, but uh, yeah, so, thank you guys so much for listening I, right now. And um, I do want to say back mm-hmm. to the Phoenix Saga. Of oh yeah, good. This episode that we are recording right now and that you, dear listener, are listening to mm-hmm. is episode ninety six. Boom! So we are approaching the one hundredth. 
which I'm feeling like is going to be like a four parter. <laughs> oh, it's going to be because you we want to do the the series the yeah the the books and then we also want to do the media. So it's 100% going to be a, a month's worth of content. A gargantuan celebration of this podcast of you awesome fans of us awesome podcasters. And speaking right. of which, where That's can right. they find you? Well, uh, I'm still on. Where's your house? <laughs> you can find me at. Um, I'm still uh, on Twitter a little bit, uh, or the platform formerly known as Twitter, at Krakoa Radio. Or you can also find me now on the Blue Sky app, if you are there as well. And I am at Experian. I went back to Experian there. I don't know why I did it. So it's Librarian with an X. You can find me at there. What about you? Um, for now, you can find me at the previous Twitter at Madman3005. You'll probably find me there until now. There's a new thing where they want to verify everyone's identity. But like people are saying it's kind of like it's more than the norm and people aren't comfortable with it basically because don't trust villains. So yeah. Um yeah. yeah, I guess I'm out. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> yeah, if they do that, uh, then yeah, that's that's it. I'm not giving Elon my personal info. Yeah, right. Yeah. There's also the website, KrakoaRadio.com, KrakoaRadio yes. at gmail.com. Boom. Yes. Definitely the Gmail. If you have any long form questions, yeah, man. more than welcome. And in the Send meantime, in. please like, subscribe, all those things. A star. I don't know if you like it, but star ratings and a, subscribing. A review wouldn't hurt. We haven't had a review. A review a I'm starting to feel two. sad. I'm starting to feel sad. Yeah. Life is, you know, being a thing. So, you know, a nice mm-hmm. review would help telling your friends grabbing them by both shoulders no no we don't do this remember shaking, we don't do this. shaking no. them okay. shaking them to let them know how good the lovingly podcast. lovingly embrace them consensually Shakingly. and tell them intensely you should <laughs> <laughs> let's get us out of here let's land this plane so until then after the shaking's over we will see you next time <laughs>